0: across the field podcast i'm pb no bb this week but i'm joined by corbin edwards our guest picker from last week corbin how's it going
1: good how are you
0: good good thanks for coming on the pod um you won last week with 11 um i had seven brett had six and we always keep a running total we'll see how my mom does against us and she had nine so she beat both of us so bad week for us um yeah, congrats on the congrats on the win. Thanks. I've been wanting to come on, so I finally got a win. Well, we we're keeping the polling blood connected on the podcast. We haven't had well Wayne Chase people on for a while, so <laughs> Gotta keep it rolling. You gotta keep it rolling. All right, man. Well, uh Brett won't be joining us tonight. Uh he's feeling worse than what he looks. So in that case that means he's feeling pretty <laughs> sick. So um all right, if you're good to get rolling with the picks, you ready? Yep. All righty. Uh, Thursday night, uh, big matchup in that, uh, NFC West. 49ers travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. San Francisco is favored by three, over-unders 43.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners. Uh, the Seahawks have had a really good year. I know the Niners have had injury problems at the quarterback position, but I think just that roster is so overwhelming that – The Seahawks are going to have a tough time scoring. Geno's had a good year, but that Niners defense is something else.
0: Yeah, they're nasty. I'm going to pick the Niners as well. Uh, Just playing in Seattle just kind of scares me a little bit uh, in primetime game, but uh, I'm going to take the Niners as well. Brett's going to take the Niners. So sweep with the Niners. Um, on Saturday, we start with the Saturday games, the Ravens travel to Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by three at home, kind of a shocking line, over under
1: 37. Uh, man, as much as I would like to see the Browns lose, I need them to win for my Bengals to get back in first place in that division, but... I don't know. This is an interesting game. Watson struggled the first two weeks back after being off for 700 days. The Ravens are injured again. Lamar's out. Uh, I'm just going to stick with the Ravens. The Browns just haven't found a rhythm with Watson yet. And I think the Ravens find a way to pull out. Okay, you said you're a
0: Bengals fan. Wasn't it pretty interesting that fourth and one when they brought in Jacoby Brissett to throw the deep ball?
1: Yeah, uh, I thought maybe they'd go with a QB sneak there since he's a bigger body. Kind of an interesting call to go for it. You'd think a play call like that, you could keep Watson in there. But the Browns are going to be the Browns, and nothing should surprise you.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go the Browns. Um, I, no rhyme or reason, really. I think you just flip a – flip a quarter for this game and see where it lands. Yeah. Um, and Brett, Brett's going to take the Ravens as well with you. So that's that for that one. All right. The next game, uh, this is Sunday at one o'clock. Who would have thought these two teams would be playing meaningful football? Uh, the lions travel to New York, to take on the jets. The line is even the over under is 44 and a half.
1: If you think about it, if the Lions don't fumble that game against the Vikings early in the year, they not only get to sweep in the tiebreaker with them, but they actually have a winning record. Uh, the Jets have played better with Mike White, but he got beat up last week at Buffalo. Um, I like the momentum that the Lions have, so I'm going to take the Lions to win this
0: one. Um, I, I do love uh, the momentum that the Lions are carrying. I listened to Dan Campbell on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and he's an interesting character, the coaches. So, yeah, the Jets are banged up, and I'm going to go ride with MCDC. And uh, Brett's going to go against us, and he's going to take the Jets. Kind of a shock there. But <clears throat> All right, the next game. Your Cincinnati Bengals travel down to Tampa to take on Tampa Tom. Cincinnati's favored on the road by three and a half. The over-under is 44. Ah. <sighs>
1: Bengals have been playing some good football of late. They finally got the Browns monkey off their back. But you look at that NFC South, and all those teams are in striking distance for the playoffs. You got to think at some point the Buccaneers are going to have to start winning games that they might not necessarily – they should. But I'm going to keep the Bengals rolling – they got a tough schedule to close out the year, but I think they get a win down in Tampa Bay and keep the Buccaneers struggling. Man,
0: I, I agree about the Bengals uh, uh, you know, who they you know, their remaining schedule. It's kind of brutal. I was talking to one of my buddies down in college, he's a, he's from Cincinnati, and you know, their schedule down the stretch we were talking to see if there's any chance they could slide up into that number one seat. And I don't it doesn't get any easier. No,
1: they need some help, but, I mean, he beat Buffalo, and he got he got a chance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, man, it's bad. Tampa's look so bad. And you're waiting for Tom Brady to kind of bring these guys on, but I just think they're old, and they're they're not good. Uh, they need to blow that thing up this offseason. I got the Bengals uh, winning big down there. And uh, Brett has also picked the Bengals. He says Russell will be there to watch. So I hope the Bengals beat Tom for the love muscle. So oh, yeah. that there's his picks. All right. Our next game on the NFL slate. Another two, two more teams that are playing meaningful football with the same record, the seven, five and one giants travel to Washington to take on the seven, five and one commanders. Washington favored by four and a half over unders 40 and a half.
1: Man, that four and a half seems like a lot for Washington. I don't really like, Neither one of these teams are really show that they can go in and beat anybody in a given week. Obviously, they have the tie from two weeks ago. Uh, Saquon's kind of cooled off of late, which stinks because he's on my fantasy team. But we'll see if Chase, is Chase Young playing this week.
0: I yeah, all reports is that he's back. So. Uh,
1: I don't know. I would. I'm gonna lean Washington since they're at home. But I like again. I don't like the four and a half. Seems like a lot for them. But I'll take them at home to win.
0: It does seem like a lot. And here's a here's a question for you. Do you think Ron Rivera should be in coaching the year conversation? I mean, both these coaches coaching in this game should be. Now, yeah, you gotta played, put, um, yeah, you got to put. Yeah, you got to put both of them up there. I think no one.
1: I think of the two teams, Washington might have had higher expectations going into the year with the Giants at Daniel Jones. You didn't know how he was going to be, new coach. I think you got to throw both of them in there. Yeah, you got to throw Robert Sala up in there from the Jets with what they've been able to do this year, Mike McDaniel. But I think, yeah, both of those coaches should be up in that conversation along with
0: Kyle Shanahan, I believe, because this is his third straight quarterback and he's yeah too, So, yep. um, I'm going with the commies. Um, I love Taylor Heineke. I don't know why. I just love the way that he plays the game. Uh, a bunch of Buckeyes for the, on the commanders. So that's why I'm going to take the commanders and Brett's also going to take the commanders. All right. Our last game, a uh, week 15 slate, uh, The Los Angeles Rams travel to the frozen tundra in Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers favored by seven, over-unders three, nine and a half. Still some life for the Packers left in the terrible NFC. Yeah,
1: I looked, and somehow the Rams still have a chance of sneaking into the playoffs. I would almost think they'd have to win out. Right. But the Lions are hoping they don't win out so they can get a higher draft pick. Um, Both of these teams are just – Way undershooting what they were expected to be this year. I mean, the, you got to think about it. the Rams coming off a Super Bowl. This has got to be the worst like defense of a Super Bowl in recent history. The Packers, you knew they would might struggle a little bit offensively with the loss of Devontae Adams. You gotta think here, if they the Packers get a loss here, they gotta think of going to Jordan Love to see what they got. But I'll take the Packers to win. I don't know that Baker Mayfield will have that magic again this week. So I'll take the Packers to win at home. That's that's
0: one thing I also want to talk about. Is it that is that Baker's greatest feat in his NFL career is or is those uh is that comeback in Los Angeles?
1: I would I would like to say that is, but you got to think of when he took the Browns to the playoffs. Right. Got them their first playoff win in how many years. I would say that's probably his greatest feat. I've never been a huge fan of Baker, but, I mean, you never want to see a a guy fail and maybe going to Los Angeles, performing well the remainder of the season. Maybe he'll stay there for a year and learn under – McVeigh and Stafford next year and get a starting job somewhere else. So I'd like to see him do well the rest of the year. I don't know how well he'll do with no Cooper cup, but yeah, it was going to be a tough stretch for the Rams the rest of the
0: year. I just thought it was impressive. Not even there 48 hours. He has to ask how to get back to the locker room. Cause he's not used to the facility. I just pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I'm going to go with you, and Brett's going to go with you, the Packers. Uh, I uh, watched Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers, Tuesday, and he has like a new source uh, sense of urgency. It's time to go win, and they saw a 66% chance to make the playoffs, which I think is crazy. I, I It's hard to believe. Yeah. So- all right, man. That wraps up for NFL. Uh, anything else? You got any? You in the fantasy playoffs, or are you uh, in the consolation game? No,
1: I'm I'm in the consolation. Luckily, I sneaked out a win and hurt Dawson's record a little bit this last week. I had I was doing something in the house. I had Debo playing in that four o'clock window. I walk back in, he's getting carted off. Luckily, he did good enough to get me some points, and then. I was leading by three going into Monday night. He was done, and I had Kyler, and I walked into the living room, and he's getting carted off. So, luckily, I scored enough to squeak out a win. And knocked Doster
0: out of the playoffs? or No,
1: I just I don't think he'll get a bye now. I oh, think okay. he will have to play in the first round.
0: How do you guys do your uh, fantasy? I think it's kind of interesting some people how they do theirs. I got a couple of buddies, like they do punishments for their leagues. And then some people I know that if you win the consolation game or the consolation bracket, you get to choose what uh, choice of draft pick you get.
1: Well, I think we just go into the new year and we pretty much just – we keep the same teams in the same league, but we always redraft our full rosters. We've talked in years past about doing a keeper league or starting a dynasty, which I think starting a dynasty would be fun. And being able to trade draft picks and stuff to, I don't know, make you feel like you're actually running a team.
0: Yeah, it feels more real life.
1: Yeah, we're so, all our friend group that's in that league is so spread out, we don't really do a punishment.
0: Gotcha. 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 Well, my Bears, they take on the Eagles at one o'clock. They're going to put another L on that resume and keep getting more, uh, better draft capital. So that's all that matters at this point. So.
1: I think uh, another interesting game is Jags at home against Dallas. The Cowboys Cowboys are kind of a hit or miss of late. The Jaguars are – Trevor Lawrence is really starting to come to his own and play like the quarterback. I think everybody expected him to be coming into the league. I know last year he struggled with all that Urban Meyer controversy, but that Jags team is feisty, and they – I mean, they're playing – I think they're still alive for that division and they're going for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I like I like I love Doug Peterson as a coach. Um, yeah, and just just think about this next year Corbin when Jacksonville gets Calvin Ridley. They yeah. could have one of the, they could have the the most talented roster in that division because the Titans are not doing anything to get better. They just keep trying to make Derrick Henry be their guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I've seen a couple mock drafts. They have them taking JSN. If you can, if somehow JSN falls that far down to him, and you get Ridley, and you can slide Kirk, Christian Kirk back into the slot, that's a that's a nasty receiving core. Yeah, or even Trevor Hyatt Williams.
0: from Tennessee.
1: Or yeah, Hyatt too.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd almost wondered if they would. There's if they take a swing on Myers out of the tight end out of Notre Dame.
0: Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're
1: kind of – Zay Jones and they got another – I can't think of the other receiver's name. They got another receiver that – I mean, they're pretty good at receiver. I wondered if they would go tight end and kind of bolster some more weapons for Lawrence. Uh,
0: an- Another good game that I'm also thinking about is that Dolphins-Bills game. Um, I think with the conditions in Buffalo, it's supposed to snow um, – Miami was having heaters in Los. I don't know if you see that. I seen a tweet that they had heaters on the sideline in Los Angeles because it was 55 degrees out.
1: Yeah, so, I saw McDaniel's was wearing a shirt today at practice that said, "I wish it were colder." Kind of trolling <laughs> everybody, saying they aren't a, they won't be a cold weather team, and all that. And I mean, my my man too has been struggling these last couple weeks. Hopefully, he can get back on the right page of the way he's been playing all year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, that, and that's another one that's needed to be mentioned for coach of the year. Mike McDaniel Yeah, too, is the job he's done um, taking over in Miami. Uh, the last game I want to talk about that has a lot of playoff implications on it is the Titans chargers too. That, 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 I think that's, that's a big time game and I like the way that uh, uh, Herbert's thrown the football as of late Yeah, and, I they're think... healthy, and they're healthy.
1: Yeah, that game could propel one of the, those two teams in different directions If depending on the outcome. I mean, the Chargers, I think you're going to need 10 wins to get in the playoffs. Right now the Titans are in first place in their division, so as long as they hold on to that division, they'll get in. But I think the Chargers are going to need to stack as many wins as they can down the stretch to try and sneak in because I think – Catching Kansas City is a little out of out of reach right now.
0: Yeah, and Kansas City's remaining schedule is a cake. Um, I, I looked at it the other day. Um, they have the Texans this week, Seahawks next week, Broncos and Raiders. So yeah, if, if I'm
1: looking at the Chargers right now. They got Tennessee this week, and then they got at Colts, Rams, and Broncos. So I think they if they take care of business. This week, they probably went out and end the year with eleven wins and sneak into the wild card.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm really thinking the Chiefs end up winning that. I mean, getting that one seed and getting playoff uh, home field advantage. But then looking at the Bills, it's I think it's between the Bills and Bengals for the two seed, really, and both yep. have kind of pretty tough, and they both play each other coming up. So, yep. So. Meaningful football here late in December. Want to switch over to college hoops? Yeah. All righty. Big big slate Saturday, actually. Kind of nice. Uh, The Indiana Hoosiers, number 14 in the nation. Eight and two, take on. Number eight, Kansas, nine and one.
1: That's going to be a good matchup because you got Trace Jackson Davis and then Jalen Wilson, those two bigs for – their two teams, uh, Indiana, is probably exceeding a little bit of expectations right now at this point in the year. Kansas is, they're Kansas. Um, I'm gonna take Kansas just because they're at they're at home. I think it'll be a really good game because Indiana's got some good players on that team, and Mike Woodson's getting them rolling and kind of back to where they should be. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I really like Woodson. Um, it's, it's going to be a great game. Uh, just the slip up against Rutgers, and then uh, I'm I'm just going to take Kansas. I, that's that's tough. And Brett's going to take Kansas as well. So, um, next game on the slate, number four, Alabama, eight and one, uh, at number fifteen, Gonzaga, eight and three. Uh, Bama basketball school now.
1: Yeah, i tell you what, all them kids in the portal, we might be. Uh, What's his – I can't think of his name right now, the coach at Bama, but he's coming from Buffalo. He did a good job up there. He's done a great job down here, if you think, the last couple years. Nobody's – before these three years that he's been there, no one's looked at Bama as a a basketball school, and he's kind of turning the tide there, not to be cheesy or anything, but – He's starting to get those guys in there. They're buying in. He's getting his system in there, getting good recruits. Gonzaga's a really well-coached team. They've taken some tough losses. They, I, I don't know about you, but I love how it's college basketball is the opposite of college football, where these good teams are putting their neck out there early in the year, playing some good competition at all these holiday tournaments. And, yeah, Gonzaga's taking some losses – but maybe that'll be better for them in the long run. But I'm going to say Bama keeps rolling. They're going to, I think they're playing in Seattle. So I think it's technically a neutral site game. So okay. I'm going to take Bama to win that one. I think it'll be a good game, but the tide will prevail.
0: Um. yeah. Nate Oates has done a great job with that Alabama program. Um, and I agree with you. These holiday turrets they're, they're fun to watch too. Uh, I wish college football would start getting more into it. Like no one wants to watch uh, Ohio state Toledo or Alabama and against Alabama Birmingham, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I schedule these types of games. I think it would be even more fun if college basketball did it where not so much going to neutral sites, let's make it home and homes. I, I would just, I love watching assembly hall get big crowds and other uh, Allen field house in Kansas. Yeah. But, uh, I'm gonna pick Alabama as well. Uh, they're rolling. Uh, they're a basketball school now. I I'd say. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brett's gonna take Bama. Uh, so we got a, quick, a clean sweep of Bama across the board. Uh, next game on our slate, number five, Houston at nine and one takes on number two, Virginia eight and O. Big time matchup.
1: I haven't watched Virginia yet this year. Um, I watched the bama houston game the other night um houston's got a squad on them uh they bama and houston it came down to the wire at the end um i don't know who all like i said who virginia's played this year i don't know if they have played some good teams and they're beating them but i'm gonna take houston on the road pull the upset at number two virginia
0: um I love Tony Bennett, Virginia's head coach. Uh, I haven't watched them yet either this year. Uh, pretty early in the year for one football still in season. Uh, I'm not fully dialed into college hoops yet, but uh, I'm going to take Virginia, and Brett's going to take Virginia as well. Uh, next game on our say, slate in Madison Square Garden, uh, UNC. They're kind of a, a bum this year. They're six and four. Uh, they're playing number twenty-three, Ohio State, seven and two.
1: I've watched a
0: little bit of both
1: teams. Um, I've watched uh, North Carolina and Bama go into that three overtime thriller. Um, I've watched a couple Buckeye games. They got, they watched them at Duke. Their guards are big. They're physical. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the North Carolina guards can handle the physicality of the Ohio state guards, but Man, uh, North Carolina, I mean, a bunch of people had them as the clear-cut number one team coming into the year, and they're, they've they taken some lumps. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina in a close one over Ohio State. Ohio State's really young, and you guys have mentioned it in the last couple podcasts. They've they got a bunch of transfers and young guys, and I it'll be interesting to see how – They gel over the remainder of the year, but I'm going to take Carolina to win this one.
0: Yeah, this game's an interesting one to pick because as bad as a Buckeye fan that I am that I want to win this game, North Carolina needs it way more. I mean, they've lost four of the last five. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Zed Key battles with uh, Baycott in the low post. That's another matchup. You talk about the guards. I'm going to talk about the bigs. I think that's going to be interesting. If Zed Zed Key's motor can – uh, stay with Baycott. That's going to be the interesting part. Two different styles of bigs. You know, Baycott. Yeah, definitely. Baycott wants to square you up and you know kind of want to beat you off the dribble. And Zed Key just wants to have his back towards the basket. Uh, but ah, uh, uh, gonna be tough. But my fandom's gonna get in the way. I'm gonna pick the Buckeyes to win. And Brett says the. So me and him both have the Buckeyes. You got North Carolina. Uh, next game on our slate, uh, number 16, UCLA, 8-2 against number 13, Kentucky, 7-2.
1: Uh, I'm not really familiar with Kentucky. I know UCLA still has a couple of those guys from their magic run a couple years ago in the tournament, uh, like Tiger Campbell. Uh, they got a test. UCLA's got a test tonight going at uh, number 20, Maryland. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the outcome of that game tonight, uh, Kentucky, like the other big dogs have taken a couple lumps, but I'm going to stick with, uh, Kentucky and coach Calipari. Perry. I think those guys will find a way to get it
0: done. Uh, yeah. UCLA does have, you know, those guys, they're traveling across the country. This game's in Madison square garden, part of the CBS classic with Ohio state UNC. Um, I think Oscar Toshiba is the difference of this game, you know, reigning uh, player of the year. And uh, so I'm going to take Kentucky as well. And uh, Brett says UK. So Kentucky across the board. All right, unrounded it out. Number six, Tennessee, 9-1 and one against number nine, Arizona, 8-1. and one.
1: Tennessee's got really good guard play. I've watched them a couple times. Arizona, their head coach comes from um, Mark a few out of, he was an assistant for Mark few at Gonzaga for a while. And you're starting to see his influence on that Arizona program since he's taken over two really exciting teams to watch. Um, but I think Tennessee will get it done. They got really good guard play. They got some good forwards that have come back from last year. And I think Tennessee will get it done.
0: Um, haven't really got the chance to watch Arizona. Seen uh, bits and pieces of Tennessee. Really impressed with them and um, how they're built. Uh, it's really kind of the SEC and uh, the Big Ten when it comes to basketball, you say, other than Duke and the ACC. Uh, the SEC has really come on. So I'm going to take – Tennessee and Brett's going to take Arizona, so he goes against us there. All right, moving into high school. First of all, you're the freshman boys basketball coach at Paulding. Uh, double weekend for you, or uh, just one? one we
1: got Antwerp on Friday night. Gotcha on Saturday.
0: Gotcha. What's the guy's record?
1: Uh, right now we're two and one. Um, we played, we beat Defiance and then beat Pettysville, and then. They lost to Bluffton the first weekend of the season. I was at Damon's wedding, so I wasn't able to be there. So So we can blame
0: that one on Blake.
1: Yeah, Blake filled in for me. Uh, It sounds like uh, it was a two-point game. sounds like turnovers were a problem there at the end of the game. But we got a really good freshman group. Um, We got seven kids. Uh, They all sit JV because there's only five primary JV guys, so – Um, we run a lot of what coach Stoller implements. I put my touch on some things. We, I got some sets that we run, so we're not running all coach Stoller stuff, but coach Stoller does a really good job of working with these guys. They all buy into what he, he has planned and he just does a really great job. And like I said, there's a talented freshman group and we're kind of using the freshman games as a as a tune-up for JV, we want to focus on the things we're not strong at and try to fix those so that when they get up and play for Coach coach on the JV level, uh, hopefully they're a little more improved on it.
0: Here's a question. So We normally have varsity coaches on the pod. They don't, they don't have to worry about you know, who, who they have available uh, for how many quarters. Now, you have to deal with that. How hard is that as a coach? I feel like that's got to be difficult.
1: It I mean uh, it gets frustrating but you know you got to kind of understand um when you got a talented group like I got, you got like Blake Roanhouse, who's a really good freshman guard, um Grady Barton who's a really good big. They got awesome chemistry together and then you got guys like Xander, uh, Cook Cook and Thad, two other guards that are really good. Um But Coach Stoller really uses Blake and Grady um, a lot. So I got to limit those guys. Um, I might not get Blake for much longer in the year, but it's frustrating. Last year, I'm sure you coming and watching your brother. um, You can only play a lot of guys for a quarter here, a quarter there. Then you got to sit them. So it's hard to get a rhythm with an entire group when they're out there. But the nights that you have – we only had a handful of games last night or last year with where I could have them all for a full game. And I th- think we only lost one g- tough game to Ottoville, but yeah, it's super tough because they're not playing as a group. And then they've always they've come up playing with each other as a group. So they're like, some of them are kind of scared to take a leadership role and take charge on the court. Cause they're used to Blake and Grady doing that, but they're, improving a lot. They're doing a really great job of being able to handle that and taking on more than they have in the past.
0: Now you coach this group as seventh graders. So like the familiar, the familiarity is there, right?
1: Yes. I know what, for the most part, what their strengths and weaknesses are. Obviously I didn't coach them last year because I was with the freshmen, but coming into the year, I had a really good idea of what each kid was their strong suit was. So I mean, Coach Stoller and I try our best to put these kids in the best position uh, to succeed on the court. So, I mean, it's – I just love this group of kids. They have an amazing chemistry on the court. So, they make it really easy on you when you got them all out there. and They know where each other's at and where they're going to be. And it's just a really fun group to be around.
0: Um. And, and last question about uh, the freshmen before we move into our picks. Um, how do the – practice? I know like Coach Miller said on the podcast that everyone's together in a practice. So uh, is it – do you get to also jump around and help with the varsity kids or point out something or help with uh, the JV kids or how does that work?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so we have 12 kids on JV, obviously with my seven and Coach Stoller's main five. And then there's eight full-time varsity players. So typically, or eight or nine, so Coach Stoller will have his group, and Grayson and Brandon Schroeder will go back and forth varsity JV to give them a 10th guy. Um, On days like today, Isaac Reeve is six, so they have eight varsity and 12 JV. So Coach Stoller had his 12, and Blake, McGarvey and I stepped in and helped coach uh, Miller, give them a look a little bit, not like scrimmaging, but step in and play some defense so that they can put a set in, give them a little bit of a look with a five man defense. But typically with everybody there, coach Miller will take one of those two JV guys that goes back and forth. So we'll have 11 down on JV and 10 up on varsity. That's typically how it goes. Um, But for the most part, we're all the freshmen are JV players, so they'll whenever JV and varsity are practicing, freshmen are all there, and I'll keep them after every once in a while to put a set in because, like I said earlier, I don't want to run all Coach Stoller stuff because JV coaches on triple headers, they're if they're paying attention to the freshman game, they'll catch on to those things, and I don't want to put Coach Stoller in a position where the JV team already knows his sets. So I try to run a little bit of different offenses. Same concept of getting a lot of ball screens and all that, but giving them a different look of how you set
0: the play up. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's interesting. So, all right. Big weekend for Panther Hoops, uh, but we'll get started with our picks. Uh, big matchup in the Western Buckeye League Van Wert travels to Defiance The 2-0 and Van Wert Cougars After a big playoff football run start off their last weekend 2-0 and And they go to Defiance
1: Oh buddy uh, Van Wert Probably hoping they got this one Pushed back a little bit Give them a little more time to get their legs Under them I tell you what Defiance They came and played us We fought hard I think you were there weren't you
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Defiant they're Defiance. They got good guard play. They got a good post in Zachrich. Uh Shaw's a handful. Um, I think it's too early in the year for Van Wert to be going to Defiance, uh, coming off a long playoff football run. Um, I think Defiance shouldn't have any trouble winning. I know Van Wert's got good athletes, but defiance is so overwhelming with the people they can throw at you. I'm going to take the Bulldogs.
0: Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, if this game was pushed back into the middle of January, beginning of February, this would be a lot tougher to say I'd pick, uh, just because the, not having their, their basketball legs under them. And yeah. Football- Bill. I feel like Coach Bryn Layman's going to try to speed him up, press a little bit more than he usually does, just to try to speed Van Wert up. And they're not going to have legs in that fourth quarter, so I'm going to take the Bulldogs to pick up a big uh, Western Buckeye League victory. And Brett's going to take Defiance as well. Uh, next on the slate, we got the Columbus Grove Bulldogs coming off their long football run. They're one and one. They play at Crestview, three and one.
1: Yeah, another team coming off of a long playoff run. Um, Crestview picks up another good win last night. Um, the Bulldogs just coming off a long playoff run, like we mentioned with Van Wert. Are they going to have their legs under them? And they're going again on the road, so that's another tough one. It's where uh, an old or uh, NWC rivalry. So I'm going to take Crestview to win this one just because they're at home and Grove's got a little bit of football legs still. Yeah,
0: another team dealing with football legs. Um, I got a chance to watch Crestview last night. They run the 1-3-1 really good. Uh, they have a lot of length. They put uh, the she- uh, run sheets really tall, long arms. It uh, creates a lot of havoc at the top of that 1-3-1. And it's tough and not having, I mean, having football legs. Could play a, a big factor. And playing at the Rays, we always know from being from Paulding, it's a tough place to play. Yeah, not an
1: easy place to go to.
0: No, so I'm going to take the Knights, and Brett's taking the Knights as well. Uh, big matchup in the Green Meadows Conference uh, Friday night. Uh, county rivalry. Um, Paulding, two and three, travels to Antwerp, one and one. They're coming off another long football playoff run. Yeah. I
1: tell you what, I'm going to keep my coaching bias out of this as much as I can, but um, Paulding, we're coming off of three tough losses, uh, hard-fought games against three good opponents. Um, Antwerp, like the other two schools we mentioned, coming off of a long football run. Um, Let's hope for our sake that Brewers got an off-shooting night And we can kind of – we got a lot of athleticism on our side. Hopefully we can speed them up a little bit. But they're a really well-coached team. Billman does a really good job with them. Um, I'm going to take Pauling to win just because it's earlier in the year. I'm sure Antwerp would like to have gotten this one pushed back, like Van Wert and Grove probably. But I think – off the Antwerp's offense will probably Hopefully be a little off the rhythm And Paulding can Go in there and go to the range And sneak out a win
0: righty, um, I'm going to wait to make my pick I'm going to tell Brett. Brett says Antwerp even though I think Paulding Has a legit shot to win um, So It's going to be taking... a good game
1: They're a good program so we're going to have to go Ready to
0: play it's going to be a great game, uh, and I think if you set the over/under, I mean the uh, if you set a spread on this game, I think it's it doesn't uh, can't be one way by four or more. Uh, there's no way it's going to be close. It's going to come down the wire. It's just what you want to start conference basketball off with. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the key part is yeah, Landon Brewer is. Uh, you know, got to keep him to a kind of an off-shooting night. You know, I mean, you can't let him go for a 25 or plus night. Um, Carson Altamis is coming back. I mean, he's been coming off the bench. Got to assume he's getting healthier day by day. Um, but yeah, you know, that's why I told Dad I said we're playing them at the right time. If you're a Paulding fan, because they're still got their football legs under them a little bit. You know, so I think if you know Paulding tries to speed him up a little bit. Um, and make the other guys beat you. Don't let Brewer beat you. You know, make the other guys beat you. I think Poling has a good shot to win. And I'm taking the Panthers to go on the road and pick up a big uh, county rivalry win. So, give me the Panthers. Um, next, boy, this is going to be a good one at the Palace. Uh, on Saturday night, Van Wert, the Cougars, travel to Wayne Trace, both undefeated at this point, but both have conference games this weekend.
1: I tell you what, Van Wert's got a tough weekend ahead of them. Um, they gotta go on the road to Defiance and play them and then they gotta turn around the next night and go to old Havlin and play the, the Raiders. Um Brooks Lockoff and Kyle Stoller gotta be up there for the best duo in the in the county. They're just it's unreal how much talent this junior class in the area has produced. Um, I'm going to take Wayne Trace to win. I think Lockoff and Store are going to be a little too much for Van Wert this earlier in the year. And I think they'll struggle coming off of a tough road conference game and going to Wayne Trace. So I'm going to take the Raiders.
0: Well, funny part about this game, Corbin, uh, you know this as well as anybody. You you lived it. This is the old Paulding Week 2 weekend. Our typical weekend would be defiance on Friday, Wayne Trace on Saturday. That that was a brutal stretch. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah, just a f- funny seeing that, but uh, yeah, I think you know Coach Linder is going to do the same thing that Coach Bryn Layman's going to do. He's going to want to speed these guys up. And coming off of a big conference game, uh, going to defiance, and then having to come to Havlin and play the Raiders, that's just a tough, tough weekend uh, for this Van Wert Cougar ball club. I'm going to take uh, Wayne Trace to win. So give me that. Uh matchup. I'd like to see though is uh, Aiden Pratt against, uh, I assume they're going to put him on Kyle's floor. That's going to be a, that's going to be a heck of a matchup.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good matchup.
0: Um, Brett's going to pick WT as well. Uh, him on the slate Saturday night, big time matchup. I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, uh the Spencerville Bearcats, at five and zero under Coach Kevin Sensible, traveled to Collida to take on the four and three Wildcats. Yeah,
1: Spencerville's got a—they're back to being Spencerville, five and zero start. Big win last weekend against Crestview. They go on the road to the newest NWC member Lipsick on Friday night. Um, so two road games this weekend for the Bearcats. Uh, Kaleida's been playing good of late, even though their record might not show it. Um, I want to take Spencerville to win on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Spencerville, they're playing really good. Coach Sensible's got them playing really, really good. Uh, so, I mean, going to Kaleida and take on Coach Steck uh, team, that's always tough. But uh, I think Spencerville, they move. Uh, after the weekend, they're going to stay on B and they're going to move to 7-0. and I think the NWC is going to be tough this year. I think it's really tough.
1: Yeah, definitely. Kind of glad we got out of that mess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, quick, uh, real quick before uh, we uh, wrap things up here, uh, have you uh, seen the numbers that uh, the Elwer kid from St. John's has been putting up?
1: Yeah, Blake and I have been talking about that Um just amazing as a freshman. Uh, one of his first couple games, they go and they play Ottawa Glendorf, and he's chasing Colin White around all night and still drops 30. I mean, that's not an easy task to go ask a freshman um, to go guard one of the best, if not the best players in the area, chase him around, and then – carry the load that he does on offense it's i haven't seen all the numbers i've seen here and there but i see last night he dropped 32 more points
0: yeah he dropped 32 against uh, uh continental so
1: yeah blake and i were talking he i said he's got to be averaging close to 30 points a game and blake said he's averaging 28 and a half. he scored 114 points in four games so, I mean, it's just amazing what he's been able to do. The talent in Northwest Ohio is just – it's amazing coming from different schools. Um, yeah, it's just 32 points. And then chasing Colin White around in his first varsity weekend is just
0: crazy. That, that's, that's nuts because Colin White, we see that he's getting recruited by the biggest of big schools. Ohio State name one of them so yeah that's nuts. Um, we knew how good Ethan Linder was but Ethan Linder I mean you played against Ethan Linder and he started as a freshman yeah I mean, I mean these numbers are even more than Ethan and Ethan dropped 2,000
1: yeah he's gonna I mean if he keeps this pace up they're throwing two defenders at him as a freshman and he's still putting these numbers up so you got to think about over the next three years, how much he's going to improve? You would think he would pr- and improve. Um, it's he's going to push for that. He might push for that record for the most points in the state by the time his career is up. If he stays on this trajectory, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. Blake Blake said he's already 10% away to a thousand. So,
1: yeah, and we were we were kind of messing. Um, Preston Johans, you know who he is. um,
0: Yeah,
1: scored forty three points his three year varsity career, and Blake and I were kind of messing saying, or that kid scored fifty five in his first two games, which is just, I mean, it's unreal.
0: It's nuts. Like the numbers is video game like, and yeah, I I told Blake Blake McGarvey, I said, hey, we got to get over to St. John's and catch a game over break, because I just got to gotta see it with my own eyes. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, it's been fun doing this podcast tonight. Just me and you. Sorry, Brett couldn't make it, but uh, we made up for it. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun tonight. Yeah. Well, th- another, thanks for joining. What's that?
1: Another guard. I was just going to say another guard that really impressed me so far this year is uh his Shaw from Defiance. Yeah. He's just amazing. I was, I mean, getting to sit there on the bench and watch him just, like we said, Ethan Linder was ridiculous. I got to play against him. You got to watch him being a water boy. But the way Shaw is able to control a game, sitting there on the bench thinking, oh, dude, we're doing a good job of containing Shaw. He's not scoring in bunches like we kind of expected going into the game. And then, boom! The fourth quarter hits, and he just takes over. It was just amazing to watch how he controlled, got his teammates involved, and then just take over there at the end when they needed him to.
0: Oh, he, he's a game manager, but then also a game, uh, a playmaker. Like, and the part about him is he's physical. Like, if you look at him, he's a sturdy built kid. Yeah. So, yeah, I I said there were gonna be probably the best team on
1: polling schedule for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, you got to think between them and Wayne trace. I mean, no disrespect to Antwerp. It's, it's early in the year. Obviously everybody knows they're a great team, but are they going to be as good now as they will be later in the year when they're, um, at full peak? We'll see. Um, but, I mean, like I said, Antwerp's no team to, to slouch. So, you got to think Defiance, Antwerp, and Wayne Trace will be three of the toughest games we'll have all year.
0: Yeah, yeah. that, And the best part is they're spread out now that we joined the GMC. They're not in a three-game yeah. stretch. So. Yeah,
1: like you said early on the last couple podcasts where we would play them three straight games. That's... I'm glad. I'll tell you what. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. Now with Antwerp being as good as they are, that would that's a tough stretch.
0: That's brutal. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. I mean that. I mean you could put that against some of the toughest uh, schedules in the state, and I'd say that's got to be close to the top. Definitely. So, all right, man. Well, appreciate you hopping on this evening. Uh, you got any
1: last shout-outs or anything? Uh, Shout-out to Teddy Stahlbaum. Whenever we're together at work, we flip on your guys' podcast. Um, he got me hooked on the Black Swamp podcast, too, so I'm listening to you guys and them and the knowledge that I get from you guys' podcast about high school sports is it's amazing. I think you guys are both doing a great job of covering the area and representing
0: small Northwest Ohio. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Shout out to Teddy. We, we know he's been a loyal listener. So, all right, man. Well, um, my final shout out is best of luck. This Thanks for coming on, first of all. And uh, best of luck this weekend in the Panthers. Uh, big two games, really. Uh, really got to get these two. So, Um, shout out to the Panthers and that's, that's really it for me. And a shout out to Brett. Hopefully he starts feeling better and, uh, get back at it next week. So hopefully
1: I can win and I can come back on with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep making the picks and yeah. Come back on. All right, man. Well, appreciate
1: it. Yep. Thank you. See ya.
0: See ya. You've been listening to across the field. Peace out.